Where's my kid? There it is. What's good, people? This is the Option Podcast. This is episode 146. Yeah. That guy over there, that looks like Eric Baranek. We're going to find out. The episode starts right now. Should I do it? It's a sick, should I do it's it? a sick intro. Thank you. I should do it, though, because I do it everything, and you are not the exception. In fact, you are the rule, because I've got to give the people, give the people what they want. Yes. What up, Eric? Yeah, you got to do it. You got to do it. What's up, man? You got to do it. I ain't got no drink, but I don't need no drink because we are not going to be doing these mar- a marathon podcast today. We got like a hard stop. We're both gentlemen with shit to do in our lives, um, but I really, really appreciate you showing up. Thanks for having right, me. Cool. Oh, just testing out the mic quality. There it's it is. He's a very, <laughs> very durable. <laughs> so let's start with you because I had a funny ter- story to tell. Remind me about later before we got on the podcast. Um... What sidelined you, and where are you now? Okay, good question. Um, it was June 3rd. I came down with a, a really gnarly fever, 103-degree fever. I was kind of battling for five days straight, and had super bad like body aches, chills, fever. And I thought, of course, COVID. Everyone thinks COVID now. Of course, yeah. yeah. And the doctor, because I have flu-like symptoms, I can't go to my doctor. So I have to go to the uh, the emergency room. Urgent care. Urgent something. care, yeah. Okay. yeah. I, I went to a little company of Mary at first. Yeah. And they had no clue what was wrong with me. They took a million tests, and they had no clue what was going on. And then I, uh, I asked my mom. I was like, I can't deal with this anymore. I need you to help me. So... I went to go stay with her. She lives in San Clemente. I uh, went to a hospital over there that night because um, I just couldn't handle it. I felt like my body was shutting down slowly. Um, and they found out I had appendicitis and I had two liver abscesses. One of them being the size of a tennis ball between my liver and my diaphragm. So it was kind of like causing me, uh, I was having trouble breathing a little bit because it was kind of pushing on the on the diaphragm in a weird way. Um, but I spent six days in that hospital getting my appendix out and then they didn't want to operate on the liver abscesses. So they stick drains in you and drain it out and it wasn't pretty, but no, I, mean, yeah. I ended up having to go to a different hospital like four days later. Um, and then I had a, a pick line in, which you see that little guy right there kind of goes in your, in your artery and then kind of like lays by your heart and I was just getting pumped full of IV antibiotics for a little over a month and then I had 30 days of oral antibiotics that I just finished uh, last Saturday so I was pumped up for that should have saved your life boy (laughs) antibiotics (laughs) let me tell you something I don't take drugs for anything but I will take me some antibiotics it's been a haze it's been a haze and that's where you've been the last month how do you feel now I feel okay yeah. Pretty crappy, honestly. Okay. Yeah. And here you are sitting with <laughs> sitting with me. I don't know which that's one of okay. us is the man today. But that's right? okay. You know, that's yeah. totally fine to not be okay. Good. It's totally fine. Something everybody should be a little bit more mindful of, right? Some yeah. things you got to exist through. And I think you, with an, an example as extreme as this, if you can do it, it makes everybody else's uh, bullshit problems seem a little more... Um, a little less trivial, yeah. <laughs> if you, if you know what I mean. Hey, everyone goes through their stuff, and uh, you know I, I've been going through this whole process, and I've been telling myself, you've been through it before, mm-hmm. because you know I had, I fell off a ledge, twenty foot ledge in high school, and broke my hand. I had thirty two stitches. You can see this yeah. good scar in my other hand. I had to get knee surgery. Jesus. My whole right side of the body was banged up, and doctors were amazed that I didn't hit my head and had to kind of rebuild um, and all D1 schools and top colleges that I wanted to go to were kind of out the window. Yeah. Um, but because of that, I never would have been playing beach volleyball and learned from the people I did at a younger age. So it was okay. And then 
2019. I um, I was playing with Marty Lorenz at the time. Yeah, I remember that. And That's, uh, I had, uh, had an infection and ended up going septic and was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. And that was a whole nother that thing. That was before Hermosa Beach. That, that was, was... No, that was before uh, Manhattan, AVP, New York. It was. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah. So just, uh, yeah, I, I've been through it before. And then uh, the bubble tournaments in 2020, I had to rush back and kind of end up hurting my knee. So I never felt like I, you know, operated properly and had been living with that until I hired uh, Casey Wood to help me out. And he completely took my knee pain away. Now it's back because I haven't been doing anything. Right. Yeah, inactivity. <laughs> inactivity is the enemy of um, of, of inherent, innate healing, huh? Yeah. So. But I've been telling myself, I'm like, you've been through it before. And it, you're going to rebuild and start from pretty much nothing and go back. And I'm scared to start that process again because it's going to yeah. be a bitch. But. Well, it's scary to you because you are not a small dreamer. Yeah. All right. I just to, I just got done telling people a, few, a couple of days ago, um, if your dreams don't scare you, they're not big enough. Mm-hmm. So I think the kind of player that you want to be and the things that you feel you do well on the court, right, if you can't do them, uh, I'm not trying to say you're saying what's the point. I'm not, I'm not trying to yeah. put words in your mouth. Yeah. But, but paraphrasing and just having everybody understand that level of thinking and understanding oneself. Mm-hmm. What yeah. do you think? You know? Yeah, this, uh, this whole process has been, been crazy, but... Because of it, um, I ended up coaching Gina. Yeah, we definitely going to talk about that. Yeah, and that was <laughs> that was a great experience. Yeah. Well, first, um, welcome back from the grave. <laughs> I mean, right? Um, I can go back to interviews when I was doing the beat with you, and and some of the stories you've told me, uh, things that you dealt with, the whole swimming thing. I, I, me and Wendy Jones, remember Wendy? Mm-hmm. She was there for that, and we were just like, holy shit, you, you survived that. And then 2019 is like, damn, Eric, you're going to be all right? He <laughs> took you to Bamboo Thai Bistro, and this is what happened, right? Uh-uh. <laughs> was that the restaurant? No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Damn, I'm, I'm, I'm too researched. Good memory. I'm a little too researched, aren't I? Good memory. Um, And here you are with this, but, but, here you, here you are, still in one piece, still look standing tall, looking good. Thanks, Let's um. I really want to talk about Atlanta because it's fresh in our head, and yeah. you, you are a glass half full person, and I promise that that this wasn't gonna be this Debbie Downer conversation. No, I ain't fully healed, but I'm different too, Eric. Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about uh, um. I dream of Gina. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving away my age. <laughs> He's like, no, Damn. no, you says, know, now I, we uh, gotta look it up, right? On I YouTube. have, uh, <laughs> I have seen it. I have seen it, but I not enough to remember the uh, the uh, intro. Yeah, yeah, dude, she's the genie, and this guy, this Major Nelson's a putz, dude. So, you what do you want to know first about about the whole process? About what's, what's like the biggest thing that you're uh, about Gina? Yeah, about about Atlanta. In general, oh, well, first I just sent Jeff Conover a text message um, because sometimes everybody's bitchy about what goes wrong. Oh, we got to do one game of twenty-eight. Oh, the mm-hmm. lightning and this and that. And some of the games they were going through the motions, and you know I don't like that. I don't like you have videotape on a, on a team you play 50, 50 fucking times and mm-hmm. no, nah, wait for you to do, to do this. Oh, I'm gonna take this playoff. They got that point. I don't like that. I like I'm, the reason why I'm a fan of you. And this will help you understand it as well as our audience. From play one, <laughs> from play one, from, from all the way to the last point, you get after it. I'll give you another example. Qatar versus um, that, that game I put up on YouTube. Qatar mm-hmm. versus Trying Trevor. Yeah. That wasn't even a real game. And they went after it from play one, which is why I'm a fan, I'm a fan of yeah. Trevor. So my overall assessment, they didn't pick it up until... Later, then players started playing with a sense of urgency um, that pretty much led all the way to the finals, you know. Um, so that's my assessment. But I, I texted Jeff Conover and I said, I love what you did when shit goes wrong. And yeah. not enough. Uh, my guess is not enough people text you um, f- 
for the thankless, uh, you know, the thankless stuff. Yeah, and for the know? people that, that didn't know, we had some pretty gnarly storms coming through. Yes. And that's why we had Take to deal over. with Take over, because you're yeah. there. I, yeah. I, I wasn't the there. The weather, the we- all the weather delays. Um, it's easy for me to sit on my ass in Hermosa Beach and call it the way I see it. Tell me, walk yeah. me through some, um, some, some of these moments where you thought maybe the... Atlanta was wasn't going to happen or was tell me yeah well we started first of all to prep because of they thought it was going to be extreme weather um as far as the heat mm-hmm. um they pushed for a later start mm-hmm. so that was already a problem problem one yeah and then we played one match um Gina and Julia I'm just gonna speak for Gina and Julia no of course because uh, that's my focus was with yeah. them the whole weekend we played ended up playing one match and then boom yeah, there, there was in. a coach in a box that looked just like you. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, I'm kidding. Nice. Not good. And we were kind of like sticking around until 10 p.m. because, and we were kind of on the hook and ready to play, uh, ready to play Sarah and Kelly at 10. And the whole time I'm just kind of watching film, the player's box, or in the player's uh, tent. Yes. And everyone is kind of huddled in there playing ping pong and hanging out and listening to Jeff Conover come in and tell like, okay, well, if the lightning strikes, you know, if we don't have any, then we'll warm up in 30 minutes. Not you. So you were, you were locked, locked in. I was locked in. I was locked in. You know, uh, when they told me to, uh, to coach, I knew I had to give it my everything based off of the thirds and the seconds. And I was like, I, if they get anything less, yeah. it's my fault. <laughs> yeah, welcome to my world. Yeah, it's fun, welcome huh? Welcome to my world. It's yeah. stressful. I mean, dude, I don't even get credit when I win. <laughs> like, I, I got three teams into the main draw. I coached three teams into the draw, and I, and I don't get looks. So I can't even imagine yeah. what you went through, you know? And yeah, and there's going to come a time where people talk about Yurango. She's all woman. She's a class act, just mm-hmm. like you or whatever. But then this little caveat at the end, silver medalist, second place, runner-up. Every mm-hmm. time it's her time to reach up and grab that brass ring, it slips through her fingers. Yeah. So I know there had to be a little bit of that going on. Maybe not with her because she ain't got time. She only got time to play. But for you, walk me through it. Yeah, well... I mean, by the time we we ended up getting, I think the hardest match that we played was the was the semifinals against Sarah and Kelly, because Julia started to overheat again, um, right. and that was uh, that was super worrisome uh, for everyone, including herself. And by the end of it, I mean she completely took over in that match and started balling out. But after that, you know, we're in the in the finals when she says that you know she can play. So we're we're thinking like, is she even gonna make it? First of all, and then she kind of comes to uh, and cools off. Um, but after you know we win the first set, uh, and I'm just trying to keep it light, you know, in certain moments, certain moments where I feel like we need intensity, I'm there, and then there's there's certain moments where I feel like we need to like come back down to earth and just hey, it's fine, they're gonna get their points, like it's and just calm them down. Um, and after we lost the second set, kind of could like see a little bit of like the fear settle in, and I'm like, no, you're not, you're not scared. This isn't happening. <laughs> like you're totally oh, fine. Oh wait, this is your first match. This no, is no, no, the no. winners bracket match, right? This is the, the. I'm talking about the finals. Oh, okay. I'm talking about the finals. Please, no, tell me. Okay. And uh, and they, I feel like they handled the the situation really well. I just want to show our audience the path. You can yeah. zoom in on it. Check it out. So Quiggle, Quiggle and Skirmerhorn. Skirmerhorn, Yeah. I mean, they certainly did well in the international scene before this, right? Yeah. Hughes and Kolinsky, That's that was not an easy one. No. Um, Muno and Wilkerson. We actually did not play that. So right. I don't know so why you got knocked out, contenders, right? Mm-hmm. Then had to climb back for your rematch. Boom, two zero, and then this one right here. I can only I let me tell you what I was listening to, and and again I'm just gonna bounce it, punt it back to you. Mm-hmm. The whole time, and I'm not trying to get on Dane and, and Cameron about this. All all I'm hearing about is how great freaking Sponsel's hands are and the on two and this and yeah. cannon, you know, oh, hits like a cannon. And the whole time I'm I'm just like watching this team quietly win the first set, just kind of do their job. 
And then all of a sudden, when it's a four-point lead, then it's like, wow, that happened fast. You know, all of a sudden, the commentators bounce out, snap back to reality. And I, and I saw it coming, Eric, because if they were doing all these dynamic things when they had the momentum mm-hmm. and were still trailing by one, I'm like, am I the only one in the world that thinks that, that Sponsor and, 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 um, and Cannon are in trouble right now? <laughs> I, this is only the first set. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, that team's in trouble because that's what they did when they had the momentum. You've been in games where you where you feel like you're playing like crap and then you look at the score and you're like, actually, I think I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I'm all right now. So, so, but that's what I kind of felt. I would like, so that's what I was, I was listening to because I just mm-hmm. listened to it. I, I watched it again before you came. I watched it three times. And I'm like, okay, anytime we want to talk about Skulls being mm-hmm. powered by God. <laughs> that was a woman of God. Yeah. Right? Hardcore Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Yorango, who's been in this situation with a big smile on her face, almost Agassi-like, right? Just She's at the top, and then, you know, she's at the end on the bottom end, and then she's at the top again. So I thought of her like that as some kind of female Andre Agassi, who everybody just loves and rounds the corner. So let's go... To game three, and I wrote this down. Lots of mm-hmm. celebration, lots of admiration from the commentating booth on Cannon and Sponsor. I'm not trying to hate on them. Yeah. Right? They're the prom queens. I'm not hating the players. Maybe the game will. Um, so, game three. Mm-hmm. You guys are even a one, 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 one set apiece. You're on one the Eric, and you're looking right at him. And I see you having this conversation. And I think you're doing a real, whatever you're saying, you're doing a good job taking beats. Uh, allowing them to take it in and this and that and that and some coaches have this problem cramming too much information Mm -hmm. i'm a new yorker you know i speak fast i'm speaking right i'm speaking fast right now (laughs) as we speak right you're just like jay it's okay look at you you look at you you're like chillax no 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 that's you that's you so take me through one set of piece you're in front of them pour a little water on skull's neck a little Mm -hmm. bit of some ice and um you know to cool down what are you saying? Um, well, first, you know, we have uh, we have three minutes before, so we have a lot of time, and I don't have to say anything the first minute. And I told him, you know, we don't have to we don't have to say anything. Let's just chill and catch our breath, calm calm ourselves, bring our heart rate down. Uh, and I'm pouring pretty much water on schools the entire time, just trying to get her back and chill her out a little bit and make her feel good and secure. And then I kind of give a little like pat on Gina's leg. And I was like, Hey, it's totally fine. Like take a breath and we're going to come and we're going to take it one point at a time. Don't think about winning this thing. No. Wow. Just, Just win one point and that's it. And we'll do our job and we pass and set and we win and don't, don't overthink it. We know what to do. I said, and there's, um, um, Julia was talking about um, the Latvian girl, um, Tina. Tina, yeah, and how they played together. And she mm-hmm. was saying that uh, Tina, it was super funny listening to her because she was like, "It's just sport. We know what to do. Yeah, it's just sport." And I said that in the accent. Yeah. I was like, "It's just sport. Yeah, we know what to do." Um, mixed in with a little strategy, like, "Hey, we're gonna come back. We're gonna test out. You know." sponsor again we're gonna come we're gonna do this and then that was it it wasn't it wasn't crazy i didn't reinvent anything it was just trying to calm them down and then refire them back up right before they went out all right did they play tina in the finals in fort lauderdale or was mm-hmm. that? yeah yeah i had mixed feelings because tina's uh, godfather is my volleyball mentor he taught me how to coach indoor oldest, oh, wow. oldest lucisa of latvia that's so cool yeah, he's the guy um he actually played the same year as Karch did. He just wasn't as a setter. You're just not going to see the court with Sinjin and Karch setting mm-hmm. six two. So not trying to make this about me or anything, but but um, I really really wanted Gina to win one because she's such a classy person. And um, honestly, when you two got together, you know, and, and got this couple thing going on, I'm like. Thank the Lord. Two people who are good people, two good people are actually <laughs> hanging out with each other. Because there's some volleyball relationships and even marriages. I look at them and I'm like, You're what, cool. do you, what do you guys talk about? What happened? With, <laughs> why, is, why is he with her? Why is she with him? Doesn't add up. 
I feel that way about you two. I feel that way about um, Bill and um, Kelly. Mm-hmm. I think they they they're, they're a real couple. Yeah. Um, me and my own girl. I'm, I mean, our mutual friends. They definitely are like, what the hell do you two talk about? How's you know? How, how does that? Whatever. So, um, so now they're up twelve eight, right? And now they're up fourteen eleven on the switch. Then a couple of points happen, and I literally yelled at my TV when thirteen fourteen when Julia uh, uh, did a shot. Um, I scared the shit out of my kid and my five year old. Ah, my, yeah. my girl was like, "Yo, you know, like this." I screamed, "Save the tips for the goddamn waiters!" That's what I said. <laughs> I said, "Save the tips for the goddamn waiters." What are you doing? You know. Um, so now, fourteen up, fourteen thirteen. Maybe you kind of said the same thing, like you said that you said in between the sets. Hey, it's just because it's what you said in the beginning. It's not about winning the game. It's about this one, this next point. Yeah. So which which meant probably meant exponentially more. Yeah. <laughs> since it was literally match point, right? It's like get the side out. Like, don't reinvent anything. Mm. You guys do what you do. Doesn't have to be perfect. Just do what you do. Nice. It was yeah. I I didn't say much in that moment. They didn't need much in that moment. They just needed a break. They just mm. needed to chill out for a sec. Yeah. You um, and congratulations to her. And it couldn't happen to a better person. Yeah. And uh, for her, I think I speak for many. Just just like I told you before when you made the semifinals, there are a lot of people that take that journey with you that you don't know, uh, but because of your personality, you 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 invite people to take that journey with you so all the way up to the semis when you lost your people were happy they were happy you made it they, they t- but they were sad when you lost and yeah. it's weird it's a <laughs> spiritual thing that i can't explain and i know you feel their presence yeah i know you feel all these people feeling for you and there was a lot of that going on with gina too oh yeah she uh she, i think she, she was definitely a crowd favorite yeah people people know the story they want her to win yeah Sob, yeah, yeah, south of the border. Mm-hmm. I mean, every, that's a, pretty that's much a army every, yeah. of working professionals. Yeah. <laughs> Sob could literally rule the world. <laughs> I would, I would count on it that pretty much every Sob wanted uh, yeah. Gina and Julia to win. Every single one, yeah. Because once an Sob are always. I only went once, and I'm, and I'm part of the family. So yeah. Kelly is, and this and that. So that was fun. Yeah. So, on so on your side and her side. You guys got a lot of support from AVP America, like a lot of the, uh, the the regional tours that you guys have done a great job showing up. I thought Gina, uh, Denver, pretty mm-hmm. good, pretty good match against the Brazilians. That was my favorite match actually at the yeah. whole tournament. Actually, both semis were. It was Sean Cook and um, I can't even remember was it Lee or, or no Logan Weber. Okay. Um, yeah, they were, they had a good semis. You had a uh, last year. You had a you had a great all around tournament at Coconut Beach. I thought that was that was just an exciting electric atmosphere and venue yeah, to fun. play. That was really fun. Um, do you know about Seaside? Um, do, have you seen the um, entries for Seaside? It is not a, really. It is a bloodbath. <laughs> I'm sure. I will say it for you because there's no other like big tournament happening this weekend. Yeah. It is the gladiator pits it, it, it looks like Huntington four years ago with like a hundred teams. Wow. You know? Yeah. That's, I, I really want to go to that tournament. Yeah. Yeah. I really wanted to go. That was a priority for me. Yeah. But yeah, I heard it's just such a fun tournament. You you have to go. Jeff's got a decision to make. He's here. He's in the house right now, Jeff Samuels. He had some gnarly blisters uh, all the way back from Atlantic City. Oh, my gosh. Him, David Lee, they were like five players. I um, saw Marty Lorenzis, too. Yeah, I mean. That's, that's yeah. gnarly. And those are with sand socks. Because oh. guys like you and me, we're like, dude, be a professional. Get your shit together. You know this place is hot. You know it's the East Coast, right? Uh, um, Huh? <laughs> Why are your feet looking like that? But in their defense. Wow. Right, it kind of happened to everybody. So it did. Yeah, and I went to Atlantic City like last year. Was this? It was. Pfft. I mean, that's why Julia was wearing one sand sock. Yeah, she had. Uh, she was dealing with them too. Yep. So, man, glad we got hot women. Right. <laughs> I, had, I wrote down five things we look for in a woman. Right. Yeah. So one hot. Right. I yeah. might just on the edit. I'm just. I might just list them. <laughs> Ting. <laughs> Two intelligent. You know, mm-hmm. there's a check. We're checking off all the boxes. Yeah. Three, can hook a stake up. 
Nice. <laughs> nice. Does that mean like pay for a steak or does that mean can actually grill it and do it? Yeah. Or, like, or, or even want it? Yeah. You're like, honey, I want steak. And she's like, let's go. <laughs> or let's go. So, yeah, yeah, one way or another. Right. Four, respects your me time. She likes to swim with sharks and pet sharks. Cool. You like to sing karaoke? Cool. Mm-hmm. And Sometimes. five, make sure none of these four women know each other. That's might be the most important. <laughs> Make absolutely sure none of these women know each other. That's good. <laughs> I like it. So at the very end of this, we're going to do like a lightning rounds thing. Mm-hmm. We're moving along really, really nicely. So when um, when do you think you want to come back? Or if or if? Yeah, it's a tough. Qu- look, I get. I'm gonna ask. I gotta ask you tough questions. Yeah, of course. Of it course. would be podcast malpractice. That's why we're here. Yep. Um, no real timeline for me, mm-hmm. and that's probably been the most asked question uh, since I've been now kind of hanging out a little bit more in the in the volley world, uh, showing my face around a little more. But no, no real timeline. I'm taking it day by day. I still have some health stuff to work out. Um, and now that my deductible is completely capped <laughs> from being in the hospital and getting everything done and like a billion CT scans, Jesus. I'm like, yay, no more CT scans. But I'm going to make sure that I'm fully healthy and kind of going through the checklist. Like I'm going to go to the doctor and be like, all of the works, please. Mm-hmm. I want everything done. Every test I can get. Because I've had so much stuff come up and it's really hurt my volleyball career so i'm i'm not sick of I, it not if i could help it i'm sick of it not if i not if I <laughs> help it. they're gonna know your fucking name all the way until you get but you set back foot on the sand okay well, i appreciate Jataka it i promise you the sport needs people like you i appreciate um, that i need i desperately need to see more people just get after it like you i've never the last like I said, I'm not a fan of the sport. Uh, I'm, I'm not a fan of people. I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a purist. Yeah. Um, I'm a fan of the sport, mm-hmm. you know, which is why a lot of people like and hate me. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm a fan. Dude, I'm a fan. I'm not going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to just give it away. All right. So I got another question. One of the fans sent this in. Um, what is, there's a kid coming up. You know, he's like 19, 21. He's, he's, he's in the beach volleyball. He's pretty good. He's got a pretty good jump, hard swing. Mm-hmm. Eyes are big every time he sees a volleyball. He's walking to the beach with his girlfriend. He sees volleyball. He lets go of her hand. And he doesn't even know he's running towards the courts. This guy wants to be a beach volleyball player. Give give me. And he sees he, he saw your path. He saw your ups and downs that, that led to certain things, to certain plateaus. Mm-hmm. We were celebrated um, and revered and, and, and was given the respect you damn well earned. What's something, this guy's like, Eric, give me something. I want to be, be a great volleyball player. I want to reach certain things, certain, certain things that you've done. Well, one, everyone has their own path. Um, it's really hard. First of all, don't compare. And I think even sometimes the most I've struggled is when I have, like I do have expectations, but being more, uh, being not as goal-oriented and more so like just self-improvement. It's like even in practice, let's say you're going to hit 10 high lines in a row. And if you can, you know, start at three and then go to four and then five, and like that's something you can physically see that but that doesn't have true meaning behind but you know deep down that you're getting better and you have that feeling and that gives you confidence Mm -hmm. you go to the gym you know once a week let's say you start out that way and then next time you go and you build up and you do you know four weeks down the road you build up you go two and then you build up and you go three that's confidence and that slowly builds and that slowly builds and next thing you know you're playing in an a you're playing in a double a you're playing in a triple a then you're qualifying for tournaments and that slow progression is happening because you're just slowly making those progressions as you go along um and you have to check with yourself mentally and you have to check with yourself physically and keep listening to your body um as you go up because i've definitely 
pushed through a lot of stuff, then I should have taken a step back. And then I definitely should have gone harder in certain situations. You'll regret, I don't have, uh, usually I train pretty hard, so I don't have as many regrets with that. But listen to yourself. Everyone's, everyone's different. Everyone has a different path. Um, and just keep learning along the way. That's, I mean, that's, that's what I did. And I got people around me to help me out. I got so many different coaches that were by my side and I listened to them. I only know what I know right now. And there's a lot better volleyball players and a lot of people that are more knowledgeable than me. I know what works for me in this moment, but I don't know what works past what I've, you know, been. And I think half of that is you do have to trust yourself and your abilities of what you can do and not play out of yourself. Like you play within your game and you don't, um, you don't hit a high line or like a weird, you know, shot when you're all like nervous and right. Yeah. Do, do what you do. Hammer. If that's what you do. Yeah. And then then you're going to, you're going to do all that stuff in practice and then slowly change it. Self-belief is a very important thing in this game. I mean, and, and, and I really like the way you phrase that in a sense where like the coach I've been most of my life is I'm a Bill Parcells guy. You are what your record says you are. But then there's a little bit of Bill Belichick like I don't care what your record says. Where Can you do this right here, right now? Can you mm-hmm. do the job or not? Yes or no, right? Mm-hmm. For example, color commentary. I, I des- I'm desperately ready to take the next level. Are there people that, that come with a higher pedigree and grew up in a certain area where the, the, the command respect that pay to do is yes, but as it a question, can I do the job or not? Yeah. So nobody can relate to what you just said more than me, not as a player, but as a coach. So so a lot of people out there, take please listen to this, man. Please, and know your body, know yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, take chances. No one, no one to chill, right? Because that's, I mean, you don't have a lot of regrets, but I'm sure there's sometimes you're like, man, I could, <clears throat> I could have left 15 minutes ago. Early. Yeah. I'm like, ah, <laughs> ah, why did I do that? <clears throat> yeah. Another fan question. Um, what are your three favorite venues? Or what have been your three favorite? No, I wouldn't, I, I guess I should phrase it this way. And we're not talking about like your favorite venue to go to every year. What were, what were three of your favorite places to play? Because mm-hmm. that that actually gives you a better, um, um, like you said, a visualization or a reflector, a reflection memory of that, of how to answer that. Mm-hmm. Let me think. I mean, obviously, the stupid easy thing to say is Hermosa, Manhattan, because right. <laughs> they're here. Go on. It's what I love. But everyone knows that. Everyone knows. But that. you got to travel so far. I know. <laughs> I could probably walk. We trip, we fall, we're there. <laughs> yeah. That's that's easy. Um, so that's, that's non, that two of them? Non-AVP. I really like playing in Laguna. Coming um, up, huh? Yeah. yeah. Laguna Open. That's always just such a fun event. I'm going to probably call that this year. Um, and I've, and I've never been. Yeah. I'm, so fun. Dude, I am so excited. I know the usual suspects will be there, but the venue, the electric atmosphere, I've only, I mean, I can't believe I'm so close and I've only seen it on video. So, yeah. And it's kind of yeah. a bummer, you know, I didn't get to play in all of these events this year because mm-hmm. maybe I would have had some some different answers. Right. Um, I never got to play in New York. I know. Um, I, San Francisco, you I didn't, probably didn't like. Yeah. I didn't like San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Um, Chicago. I like the people, but I don't like the sand. Agreed. Um, so as an event, like it's cool, but oh, I've like violently sprained my ankle in Chicago one year. Yeah. And <laughs> after that, I'm just like looking at the sand, like so blotchy. Like sometimes you jump and mm-hmm. then like one foot sinks in and then another one doesn't. You're just like, this is an injury waiting Dude. to happen. Yeah. So that's why I'm not a huge fan of Chicago. Um, Though the fan base are just the, the fan base is so loyal, is amazing, so good, dude. and it's always yeah. such a, a pure event. Yeah. Well, that's why I was sad about Atlantic City. They they were supposed to go back to Atlantic City, but they changed that to uh, Florida, I think Clearwater or whatever. And um, and I understand why because that, that that beach is a dump. Sorry, where's the yeah. camera? Atlantic City. That beach is a dump. Okay? <laughs> uh, look at me, dump. So, um, yeah, I mean, and, and this, and I'm an East players, Coast guy, you I mean, know, Jeff yeah. upstairs who 
is probably yeah jeff is pain. jeff is literally walking on his side arches i feel i feel like his nurse right now a lot of people <laughs> been his nurse. a lot of people yeah david lee up. i just saw with his toe yeah one of his toes like just gnarly one toenail is just ready to go completely fall off um like you said skulls is wearing a sock right so yeah um, yeah i mean at, at first you know gino gino was definitely a little banged up and mm. um i think as the tournament went on it got a little better but there was a little bit of the vibe it was like mm -hmm. can we just like make it through yeah but i was like hey everyone else played fort lauderdale too and guess what you guys were strong enough to make it to the finals you played seven matches six of them went to three and they couldn't hang that far yep can you so do, that says something can you do it or not i just said like i just said can you do the fucking job or not i yeah. just i just said i just cursed in front of eric Baranek. That's so I fun. just said a cuss I'm, word in front of Eric Baran. I'm, I'm refraining. <laughs> Good. No, I mean, I'm trying to promote this podcast, too. Not if I'm, I sound like Joey Diaz, right? <laughs> Come on. Hey. <laughs> Who's that guy riding the bike? Uh, I don't know. What, uh, Armstrong. Armstrong. Yeah, that guy with the one nut. Um, no, but. Um, the one nut. <laughs> that's what, nice. Well, that's what he does. He can't remember names. So he, he'll describe the person. Who, who like who's, who's that guy that was um who's that guy that did Ray, like the Ray Charles movie? What, what was that guy that, you know, uh, a really good singer, piano player, uh, Fox, Fox. Good. Yeah, Jimmy that's Fox. So that's 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 how that's how he does that. Nice. So Atlantic City, I just want to tell a fun story to share because I'm gonna I meant to say it before the podcast started. Mm -hmm. Um doing court one, right? Um Cameron's doing a she's with Boron on center court, they're they're having fun. I'm I'm flying solo on court one with TSV and um Josh Blazebrook Glazebrook comes up to him and he's like Chrissy Jones um, this is 45 seconds for the match starts Chrissy Jones is going to be known by uh, is going to be called by addressed by her married name um, she wants to honor her husband I'm like cool all right cool what's her name he goes Shundaward and I go <laughs> Shundaward he's like Shundaward he goes yep and I was like, can you spell it? He goes, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So on the, on, the, on the board, it still says Jones. And I'm like, Shundaward. And oh every time God. I said it wrong. With that. With that yes. And every time yeah. I said it wrong, I slapped myself on the leg. And Josh is like cracking up. And I'm like, congratulations to Chrissy Shundaward. <laughs> and is yeah. that? You know that's correct, one hundred percent. Yes, it's okay. S C it's S E H, double O N D E R, O A R D, like board instead of ward. Schunderward, okay. Schunderward. Yeah, and then when they finally got around to spelling it instead of Jones, they spelled they even spelled it wrong. Oh, yeah. It was Schunderward. Oh, like word. It was U R D word, <laughs> like turd. No, but God bless Chrissy. I'm a fan. God bless. Um, you know, pray for our husband. Speedy recovery. I know our husband's a Marine. Yeah. Had a little bit of an accident, you know, messed up his neck and this and that. So Yeah. Wish him a speedy recovery. Yeah, sure. definitely. So, all right. So we're going to do 60 second lightning round. Get through these. I'm going to start the Makes me think countdown friends. clock. <laughs> yes. Friends lightning round. Yes. Well, we... um. I've been trying like lightning around like subject matter where I give mm -hmm. you 60 seconds answer. I'll take 60 and then anything that spills over. Mm -hmm. But this one, we're going to actually do like a whole bunch in 60 seconds. So let's do that. Let's see. My, there it is. There's my countdown Ooh. clock. All right. So you ready? Feel that number just staring at me. No, no. All right. There goes. It. Best condition player on the American tour. Ooh, that's tough. I know. I have to wow. go another minute. Wow. Lightning round, I'll go Jeremy Casebeer. I was going to say Triborn. Triborn, cool. Who's the best defender in the world right now? I'll go Ahmed. I was going to say that. Yeah, yeah. I'll go Ahmed. Who's um, the Lord best female Guto. defender? <laughs> yeah, Guto is fucking nasty. The best female defender. That's even tougher. Cheating. Gina Urango! <laughs> last good book you read. I can't even so remember the last read. <laughs> book I read. It's terrible. I know. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll go on Laura Hildebrand on Unbroken. So I'll okay. too. Um, freeze or no freeze? No freeze. Pool or beach? Beach. 
Okay, uh, Lord of the Rings or Harry Potter? Lord of the Rings. I go Lord of the Rings too. Cool. And I go beach. And East Coast, I was pulled because mm -hmm. the beach is a dump. Mm -hmm. um, but now, it's now you can't keep me from the beach, right? You see me out there all the time. So I'm Lord of the Rings with you. I'm missing that. Right. <laughs> nice. Perfect. Um, when you're coming back to the Pottstown Rumble, it's like, this dude feels erect right now. Don't be asking him that. <laughs> no, they Probably said, never. Yeah. I that, want to. No, I but, actually had such an amazing time at that tournament. But. And I was going to say that even if you just did it once. Yeah. Right? You, it was, you it was, and um, Bill, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was Bill and I. That was a blast. That yeah. was a blast of a tournament. That is because I was predominantly a grass player mm -hmm. before I hung up my cleats or whatever or Mizunos. That's the most grueling tournament. I've ever been in in the sport of in my sport of volleyball. I couldn't walk after. No. I mean, Bill was walking way better than I was, and walking in, you know, walking to the airport, I literally was inching my way, not not exaggerating. I could nice. barely walk the next day. I yeah. found out if you're gonna play grass for me, do it with no shoes. Yeah. Because I'm so used to not playing in any shoes. And then all of a sudden I go play in shoes. Um, my feet are absolutely destroyed. Yeah. So, And there's some grass I, ha I have to elect to play without sneakers. Because I played in, in grass nationals. Yeah. And it's you know what the problem yeah. is? It's so slippery. It slides the front of your toes to the sneaker. And you're just like, this fucking hurts, dude. I just, This freaking hurts. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I'm like, yeah, I got to take these off. So that's what I did. I played in 2002. Double A, and then I played open in two thousand three and fifth, fifth and fifth. Nice. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, I was a grass savage back then. I mean, grass is fun, but yeah, it scares me. Isn't it scares me? But isn't that what divides grass from beach as far as what you want to do afterwards? What right, do you mean? like what do you, mean? you like for example, you can play smack fest, right, and you can get you can either set or get set every single ball. Yeah, and you can play until you feel like the wheels fall off, and then. Maybe you go home, you take a shower, and everybody's like, Eric, we're going out to Waterman's. You come in, you're like, yeah, hell yeah, I'm, I'm down, let's go. Playing the Pottstown Rumble, people call, <laughs> people call you, Eric, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> I'm not doing sugar unless on the ice Unless they have tea. a bonfire right on the court. Or unless, not moving. unless they got that little hospital wheelchair, yeah. they could just pick you up, and you're just like, you you roll up to the bar in, in, in your chair. <laughs> Well, I'm pretty sure we just won Grass Nationals, Andy mm -hmm. and I. And right after we win, not even five minutes after, mm -hmm. we're drinking a celebratory beer. And Andy looks at me and he goes, you want to play in the Grass Triples? I go, no. And he looks at me, he's like, Taylor Crab's on his way. He's coming. And I was like, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. As far as like three different like people, three different walks of life, that's not gonna happen twice, <laughs> right? And, and then we ended like, up winning it the next yeah. uh, the next day, which was super fun. But I told Andy, I was like, I'm not jumping at all. Mm -hmm. Which I got in a couple of situations where I had to block, but yeah. I just set those guys. And in the finals, Andy ended up spraining his ankle, and he still played. We still yeah. won, and I set. Taylor every single ball and he was an absolute savage so is that was pretty a, fun is he the future men's blocking I, I, I like our chances with him I, I like his upside because I don't think we've seen the best of Andy yet so that's why I kind of have hope there's some people like Andy's probably not that guy and for those those people I will ask them is this the best version you've seen Andy and no, but, but, none of them but why not Yes, I was going to say, not one of them will, will tell you that we've seen the best of him yet. No. All, every single one of them. He so. just keeps getting better and better. We have no clue what he's even capable of at this point. No. no. Um, so last question, and this might be a little tough, and I really, really appreciate you um, laboring through some of these things because I know being not being not being able to play and having to sit here with hey. me like a like an asshole and have to talk about it i know it's not the comf most comfortable situation it is all and good. i know your love and desire for me is the only reason why <laughs> why, we in, why we in this chair dude you know so i thank you and my, my wife thanks you who's actually a big fan too so um so my last question when gino won were there parts in this tournament where you felt like you were living vicariously through her 
or was it, was this one of those things where you just on the outside looking in and just saying, no, this is her moment? Both. Both, for sure. I mean, uh, she knew, obviously, that I couldn't play. And I think that's put a lot of perspective in her eyes. But I definitely, I wanted it so bad for her. And I wanted it so bad for me. Mm. Um, you know, I felt like if I could contribute at all, it would give me like a little more like self-worth because I've just been like such a, in such a low moment of my life. So I was, uh, you know, obviously I wanted her to win and push through and get that, get that dub. But I, if I could help them in one point of each match Mm. and they could tell me that I helped them, then that, uh, that like fulfilled me in that moment. So as soon as they won, like I started, I broke down, I started crying I'm already thinking about it. I'm, I'm about to, to fucking cry oh, now, dude. I'm just thinking about, you know, that relief. No, you that, can't like, have relief. a hug, you <laughs> fuckers listening. No, we can, but you can't. No, sorry. Yeah, no. It's yeah. uh, just like so much relief. You know the AVP should have probably played. You know the song At, at Last? Yes, Atta James. Yeah, I know. I know you're trying to, you know, the DJ and Roche. Mad respect, right? <laughs> yeah. But and Roche get a kick out of us, like mentioning at last, but right. Come on, it's, DJ Roche. Instead of like hyping it up at last, she would have man, y'all would have melted on the court mm-hmm. if they played that song. Oh, it's man. like, ooh, DJ Roche, give that boy a raise. Yeah. <laughs> that would have been good. I felt that way. Um, I'm, I'm an indoor, still an indoor fanatic, and I felt that way when the women, uh, USA women's indoor team, when they finally won a gold, they were close, yeah. right? They won silver three times. They won bronze twice under some very capable coaches. My other mentor, Mario Trebich, a Russian dude, was the 84 assistant coach. So, oh, wow. um, so I, those are my two mentors, and Chi DiMaggio, the, who no one knows, but I'll tell you about her later. But when Karch... I don't know if you said a post-match interview when Karch kept saying they did it, mm-hmm. not we did it, no, whatever. They did it. And this highly introverted person like us old school people just see, you know, he was this quiet guy that just played and let us play due to talking. And then occasionally you'll see him rage out. Remember Rhode yeah. Island? Like oh, he like yeah. tore down the whole mid system. One of my favorite matches. That was like a world. Hulk Hogan moment. And you know what? I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm going to put that up on the edit too while we're talking. Yeah. I guarantee yeah. I'm going to just do that because the ref, because the system was attached to the ref's chair and the ref had the jump off. Oh, yeah. I love the way he pulled it down and he's screaming. Yeah. No. Did he just, touch it though? Because it was I um no clue. Yeah. i no no. It was so fast. I mean looking at that, like you cannot the tell. ref called four hits because on the block on there was a block. Yeah. I mean complete I, panic. You can't be out there guessing. You have to if you're a ref, yeah. You have to be ready. You have to be so sure. You have to be ready to face Karch's wrath. And that mm. that guy, I'm not a shrink in the, and the neither are you, but we recognize the symptoms of a ref that doesn't look. He kind of blows a whistle and it's like, shit. Instead of just manning up and saying, replay, I messed up. He, yeah. he, you know how like some refs, they feel like they got to call something. Yeah. And you see that more in Jordan, the beach. We got some good beach refs. I got Dave Carson coming on next week, too. We're going we're gonna to talk about hands, <laughs> you know. It's hard. There's, uh, it's, you can't be perfect, but you can replay it, and that's if that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, it's just so hard mm-hmm. for them to uh, make the wrong call and then after the match come up to one of us and say that they made the wrong call, mm-hmm. which has happened multiple occasions. And but you've coached enough indoor. Let's just say let's just say you were just Duncan Avery's assistant, and you mm-hmm. you've done more than that. I've seen you coach club or whatever. Mm-hmm. But you've seen so many instances where there was like a back row attack, and and instead of the ref just saying you're right and giving you the ball, the ref will double down and be like, well, her hand wasn't like her contact wasn't above the, the height of the net. And once he makes that subjective call, he gave himself an, a subjective escape and rationalization. You know, and I, I only bring that up because I, I was with J.O., like a, um, L.A. Volleyball Club over, mm-hmm. the, you know, the winter and, and all the way up to Phoenix. And, man, J.O. had to be called into the office. He lost his mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he lost his mind. And he's supposed to be assisting me. And there's a part of me that knows he's right. And there's also a part that's like, dude, just sit down. We, even if we get this point, we just <laughs> lost our momentum. Yeah. I would rather, some, there's sometimes, and as a coach and as a player, I would rather fucking just lose that point. Because right now, we're there. 
we have momentum we got you know we can't yeah. wait to get the next so serve freaking out arguing about it and then and even if you win the point guess what you just lost uh probably four on momentum yeah 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 that's always fun <sighs> and you know it too fuck yeah I and know you it. know it deep down in my heart of hearts and yeah you know it I know. I'm here. I can't lie to you. I can't lie to, <laughs> can't lie to the Baranic. Don't mess with the Zohan. Cam, Cam. Can't lie to the Baranic. Fizzy Bublich. It's <laughs> good. It's good. <laughs> it took that long for us to get there, Eric. Oh, man. Fucker, I hate you. It took a while to take that I long, love man. Zohan. That movie was hilarious. We could have been talking about Zohan. Oh, man. man. God. Did you see uh, Thor yet? No. No, I haven't no, seen, I haven't it, seen yeah. it. Were you, were I heard you, it's were, good. Were you an Avengers guy? Did you get into it the same way? I mean, I like it? it, but I wouldn't. I wouldn't call myself an Avengers guy. Yeah, Infinity Wars. I fall asleep watching it every night. And, and as a, and <laughs> every as, night, yeah, you put that on to fall asleep. Yes, amazing. Yep, hear that me. Awesome. The guy goes, hear me, Henry Joyce, and I'm. <laughs> it's like it's like men who scare stare at goats or something. You know, like those goats you stare at them, they just kind of like tip over sideways. Come oh on my in. Gosh, cool man. We're just wrapping up. This my girl Hi. Kelly Campbell. I'm gonna you? be um. She's my my guinea pig. I got some new drills, some new ideas. So oh, yeah. Set up a woman's height net. Bring the balls out there. Nice little sunset. You're in. So Eric B. I know you don't feel like talking to people, but just in case people want to know which, where you are, do you have an IG handle or like a website? Yeah. Some people, you know, maybe tag some people. You, Instagram for your, or Facebook. For your fans who love and miss and respect you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just Eric Baranek at, uh, in Instagram and Facebook. Okay. All right, cool. Well, I'll tell you this. Eric might love you, but I don't love you guys. In fact, I can't stand you. So for all of you at home, for all of you on your iPhones or your droids if those still exist desktop i'm an old school <laughs> dude all of you on your ipads yeah. from a man eric baranek the great eric baranek i'm jason debellius i'm gonna hit my music this is one episode this is episode 146 of the option podcast and we're out